Should you participate in an exit interview? And if you do, what are some of the ground rules that all parties involved should adhere to? This week, we wanna talk about what happens when you leave your clinic and should you or shouldn't you actually participate in an exit interview? This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And one of the toughest topics that you may ever confront in your professional life is when you leave your job and you're saying your goodbyes in an exit interview. Now, we've talked about exit interviews in the past, some of the value and benefits to all involved, but sometimes those exit interviews just don't go the right way. But before we talk about all that and tripping over our own words, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you ever have one of those days where like the thoughts are kind of making sense, but the words coming out of your mouth don't always match up? Um, That's mostly every day <laughs> of my life. <laughs> I was recently at Wild West Veterinary Conference uh, by vet shows, Wild West Vet Show. And I was screaming like, Amanda, Amanda, Amanda to my right? friend, Heather. So <laughs> it was like, so yes, I totally get what you're saying. Uh, but you got, you got your words together today for this one, because this is a pretty important one um, on both sides for management and for our folks who are maybe shifting around the industry right now. Yeah, and viewfinders, let me set this up. What what actually kicked off this conversation was an email that I received from a colleague, and she was asking a question about how what happened during a recent exit interview. And without going into all the specifics to remain anonymous, basically, this was a young associate. She'd been at a clinic for maybe less than two years, and she had taken a position somewhere else. No non-competes involved, nothing like that. She was actually moving far away and doing a different thing. So the owner, the manager scheduled an exit interview. So she gave her notice. I think she said it was about four weeks notice. And so maybe like halfway through that, they said, hey, would you mind just doing an exit interview with us or whatever? Now, um, there was a little bit of, uh, of, it was a little bit vague in the, in the email. And basically she was scheduling it with what she thought was one of the parties, like the manager or the owner. And I kind of think it was just with the owner. Well, so long story short, she shows up on her, you know, a scheduled day. And lo and behold, both the owner and the manager are seated across from her. And as she described it, I endured an hour of getting my aunt kicked. Okay. So, so basically the owner and the manager apparently took the entire exit interview to tell this young lady areas that she should improve and work on and things that just didn't work out very well at her clinic. So she was emailing me saying, hey, is this what an exit interview is all about? If so, I don't want anything to do with it. I'm never doing it again. And of course, I had a lot of advice. Becky, I mean, have you ever heard of something similar in the vet tech world? Not like that. Like, not like, I think the, the thing I've heard the most in terms of exit interviews, if they're getting done, is a lot of lip service on both sides. Okay, right, right. A lot of times it's used to try to convince them to stay. Yep. But I have never, ever in my life heard of somebody sitting through an exit interview being ripped apart. Like, yeah. And yeah. I told you when we when you brought this up to me, I said, I would not have sat through that. No, I would I agree. have I would have literally told them then 
how can you possibly put up with me for another two weeks? Have a really nice (laughs) life. Right. I'm going to take a couple extra weeks vacation because, again, I completely agree with you, Becky. I mean, I I can't imagine how intimidating that must have felt, right? You walk in and number one, there's two instead of one. And and that already is off-putting and unsettling for many times. But, you know, you're going to get through it and maybe they just want to get to the bottom of it. But apparently they just ganged up on her and just spent the entire time just saying, yeah, you really don't do this very well. And wow, you know, you kind of suck at that. And oh my gosh, you know, if I were you, I'd really work on this. I mean, I mean, that Becky, first of all, that has nothing to do with an exit interview. That's just a gripe session. I mean, in, to your face. It's not even a gripe session. I mean, that is, that's just like a bashing session. <laughs> right. I, I, that is verbal abuse. Like I, I'm so appalled at that idea because there, there was no call for that, right? Like there was no, no, no opportunity to, there was no opportunity, right? This wasn't a, um, you know, and, and I'm, I, I instantly have a million questions that don't matter. Like what are her performance reviews look like? What does sure. her feedback look like? You know, a million things because, it, it, but either way, no matter what, there's no, there's literally no acceptable reason for what happened. Right. And apparently, Viewfinders, what really sort of sparked this whole thing was the fact that they had not been able to fulfill the position yet. So if you're asking me just as an outsider with a random, you know, question from a colleague, you know, Becky, I'm thinking they're ticked off because they still don't have that vacancy filled and they're going to have to do extra work and it's going to be a lot of burden and so forth. And I think they just took the opportunity to say, you know what, we're going to take it out on you because you're causing me a lot of pain. That is not an opportunity. That is not, <laughs> no, 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 you know I what agree. I mean? Like, I agree. It, 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 it's literally, it's unacceptable. And so I think that that is why today's conversation is important because I would argue I think especially from the veterinary technician side, uh, but a lot of managers I know in general, I'm not sure people could actually say the purpose of an, inter- an exit interview, what they're looking to get out of it, right? Right. And that they're able to process it because truly, like, so according to the Society of Human Resource Management, like the people who do this, the exit interview has three purposes, which is how a company can improve itself. Um, to make sure an employee leaves feeling good, and in some cases, to try to get the employee to stay in circum- certain circumstances. So like a li- literally according to human resource management, that is the three goals of an exit interview. And like zero of those things were accomplished. Right. It was a waste of everyone's time. And it's sort of like you said, now you've created this like, PTSD around exit yeah, interviews. Right, right. We've we've had a bullying session, which is completely yep. inappropriate. We've attacked this person personally, which is inappropriate, and nothing constructive happened on either side. I, I, I mean, I suppose maybe they feel better about themselves because they made her feel bad, and a lot of really unhealthy, <laughs> right. toxic people do that. <laughs> right. Um, but it's like, I think it's important for people to understand what these are about, how they can accomplish those goals. And I think it's really important for employees who are leaving a, a company or a, or a clinic or a practice to be aware of what is or isn't appropriate. Because again, what I wish more than anything for, for this individual who wrote you is that she could have gracefully exited and said, this is not appropriate. 
that's not what this is about. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave like this is, I'm not going to sit here and take this. Yeah, absolutely. And you shouldn't, if you're ever in that situation, you know, viewfinders, I think it's, you should get up and leave because it doesn't serve any value to anyone. And, and just to endure, endure your exit interview, like if right, you are exactly. ever sitting somewhere that they are just blatantly criticizing you <laughs> unconstructively, right. leave. <laughs> I agree. And, and again, there's also, there's so much wrong with this on so many levels and we're going to break it down just a little bit, but first and foremost, this is a leadership problem, Becky. I mean, you know, can you imagine the owner is actually participating in this? So that's actually informing the manager that this is appropriate. This is how we do things here. So, you know, that culture, that culture is just going the wrong direction, right? I mean, that is that is the absolute worst case scenario that I can imagine. It's funny because um, I've, t- I've mentioned a couple of times this semester, I'm taking an ethics course it's a lot of emphasis on organizational ethics hmm. and how much leadership influences the ethics of those underneath them, so to say, right, or adjacent to them in the clinic. And so, yeah, I think there is a real moral high road that has to be taken, <laughs> even if you're mad, even if you're insulted, even if you're, okay, I'm out of nice ways to say it. <laughs> so, I mean, there's literally no excuse. And and it doesn't mean that you can't have a venting session. You can't, it doesn't, it's not even appropriate. But if you can say even like, it's, it, we are in a real bind. We haven't been able to fill your position and it is very frustrating. So forgive us if we feel frustrated right now. Or, you know, there's a constructive way to say this is really not ideal. But at the end of the day, that's not the point of the exit interview right. anyway. So we're outside of the scope of what's important. Yeah. And even there, Becky, you know, I would say if you're in a leadership position, don't even bother saying, you know, hey, you put us in a bind because it's a free country. This person's taking a job. It yeah. sounds like she was, you know, giving ample notice or as required by her contract. She was abiding by the terms. And like you said, there's a lot we don't know. I mean, she could have had poor reviews or whatever. But honestly, based on what she told me about the exit interview, she was probably fleeing a very toxic workplace. I mean, you right. know, because yeah. it just doesn't happen, right? I mean, like the, those managers and owners just don't suddenly go, you know what, today, let's wake up and be a real piece of work. So, okay, to your point, what I hear more often is sort of the flip side that you're talking about here, which is like, I hear people saying like, I have an exit interview coming up. How much should I say? I don't want to, um, you know, get people in trouble or seem like I'm gossiping, but if they really truly want to know. So I guess, I guess the other part of that is like, how honest should you be when, because again, the point is for the company to improve themselves. So this should be an opportunity to give that feedback. But what I hear more often than not is people actually hold back in exit interviews and don't say the things that they want to say because they don't want to stir up trouble. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I, I think you you kind of want to measure your response because you never know, right? I mean, you might be back there looking for a job yeah. in 10 years. I, I don't know. And I agree with you. I think the utility of the exit interview is really limited by a lot of factors. And first and foremost, viewfinders, like I personally never engaged. And I don't think it's even appropriate to like do an exit interview if I'm firing you under some extenuating circumstances, right? So if this is some insubordination, you know, failure of duties, you know, whatever bad stuff, you know, you're you're chronically late or whatever, um, not doing your duties, dereliction, um, I'm probably not going to do an exit interview with you. But what we're talking about here, I think most of the time is when you're leaving on good terms and you hope that you can get some insight into like Becky saying, you know, hey, how can we make it better? Now, I will say 
that most of the time, just like Becky sort of alluded to there, most of the employees that I've conducted exit interviews over the years, they just kind of focus on, oh, it's, no, it's awesome. You guys are great. Oh, I hate leaving, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think it is limited actually in the information that you get, Becky. I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about that, but I, I think you're right. I think most people just kind of come in and they say, you know, look, let's, let's try to keep this friendly and light. And I don't want to like start throwing people under the bus. Yeah. And I, I think it's just like, we have to sort of treat it like a friend or a family member in the sense that is it constructive or not? Right. Like you said, we definitely don't want to burn a bridge, but if there is an area for improvement, you can say things like, I, especially I think if you're moving on because of other um, opportunities and it is all cordial, you know, I love working here. It's been really great. I know that there are probably opportunities to do X, Y, or Z. Um, depending on the relationship that you have. Right. I do think the best case scenario, again, an exit interview should be for the person to end up feeling good about their contribution and the company to benefit and improve. Yes. I think most of them are not doing that. I think most of them are looking for either fishing for trouble, right? Who's the problem? Why is there a problem? Yeah. Or what can we do to make you stay? Um, or they're going through like a formality of something that they think they know that they should be doing, but they don't necessarily understand why. Right. And, and remember too, that guys, you know, like in, in larger corporate settings, often the exit interview is also when that human resources management team says, okay, you have to turn in your keys. You have to do this or that, you know, you got to log out of this account. I mean, so, so, you know, like sometimes there's just a functional logistical aspect of these things. What we're actually talking about in a smaller business is, hey, we're trying to get intel on how we can make our business better. And I think that it all begins with the attitude of the person conducting the exit interview. So even though you may not be super, like you're, leaving me and you don't think we're a great workplace or whatever, but it's still fairly amicable. Like if I come in there, I can sometimes persuade you to be a little more open and honest and say, look, you know, I, I, I hate losing great employees like you. And, and I, I'm really excited for your new, next opportunity, but I'd like to take this opportunity to, to learn from you. Is there anything that you could, you know, you don't have to name specific people or anything, but is there anything that I can learn from your experiences here that would make us a better place to, to work for? You know, something like that, if you just load it like that, I think you might get some information sometimes. I don't know, Becky. What do you think? Well, 100%. I think, but I also think that the ongoing relationship from a day-to-day -day is going to make a bigger difference. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that if you have a good relationship ongoing, you're more than likely going to get that information and they are going to say things. Um, but if you don't, and it's like the owner and the managers and everybody else have been all closed off, um, disconnected, chances are they're not going to come in there and have an honest conversation with you. Yeah. And I remember two viewfinders about 20 years ago, this became like a hot topic in management field, right? So in vet medicine, we were all talking about this one thing with exit interviews and learning. And I remember kind of writing this piece for veterinary economics saying, forget exit interviews, focus on state interviews. And that's really yeah. getting back to what Becky is just saying. Like, I think there's a lot more value and benefit to actually pulling the people that are working for you right now and saying, hey, how can we make this a better place? So I think the exit interview is going to have some limited you know, utility, but you know, again, maybe why not focus on the state interview? But but Becky, get back to this. I mean, what are the guidelines? I mean, like you've mentioned, okay, if it's just overt intimidation and we're just sitting here going to bash you for an hour, you should walk out. But like, again, what, what are some of the expectations that, that an employer and employee should have when it comes to an exit interview? Well, I think first and foremost, it should be fair across the board. 
if you have a if you have an exit interview policy, then you are exit interviewing everyone that you're letting go or everyone that is leaving voluntarily. Like you said, right. it's not appropriate right. if it's involuntary. Um, so first and foremost, I think it should be fair. And as we always say, there should be a policy. There should be some kind of policy about exit interviews in the employee manual that creates the expectation and also defines what the exit interview looks like, what it is meant to do, who will be involved, how you will be informed about it, when you will be asked to do it in in relation to your separation. Like everything else, there should be a full-on policy. And when there's not, that's where we run into areas where things yeah. can get unfair and, and kind of gray area. So I think first and foremost, there should be a policy so that everybody's expectations are aligned. Second of all, I, I do think it should be a really transparent thing. Hey, we need to do an exit interview. Here are the things we're going to be asking. Here's who's going to be there. So reiterate what your policy says so that they feel prepared for it. In the terms of from an employee standpoint, I would be saying first and foremost, if you aren't offering up the information, who will be involved in the exit interview and what are you hoping to, what are the goals of the interview? So I have some time to think about and make sure that we both walk out with the most information we could possibly get. Set yourself up for that expectation. Part of that is just because we all have anxiety in this world and the anxiety is just fear of the unknown, anticipating that unknown. So if you're like, okay, here's what they're going to ask me. Here's how it's going to go. You have some kind of comfort in it. Um, I think that can be hugely beneficial. I want to know your thoughts on, do you have to do an exit interview? Right, right. If that, they yeah. ask me to, do I have to participate? No, you don't. And I think it's it's reasonable, you know, and I think that's a great question, Becky. And and so let's say you're in a situation where you feel like, uh-oh, this could this could turn nasty for me. Um, I don't see any problem whatsoever with saying, hey, you know, I'm just not comfortable doing that. You know, I'm going to be happy to work out my notice or whatever, but, you know, I just don't see a lot of, you know, point in this exit interview. And and honestly, you know, anytime you say something like that when you've given notice, Becky, you you should be prepared for them to say, hey, thanks, today's your last day, right? And that's okay, too. Um, but but if you feel uncomfortable, I don't see I don't see any point whatsoever in doing this. Now, if you're one of those people, it's like there's no way I can't deal with conflict. Then you know you're probably going to have to go in there and smile a lot and suck it up and just hope they don't start hitting you with hammers, right? You know, because oh like this colleague, right? I mean, you know, she yeah. walked in there with good intent, and then suddenly, you know, wow, this whole thing just flipped over, and she walked out of there feeling like you know. She was run over by a Mack truck. I am guessing it's not the first time she walked out of work feeling like she was run over by a Mack truck. (laughs) But that being said, the fact that she reached out to you tells me she was a little bit surprised. Yeah. So maybe not. Like maybe that wasn't on par. And that's part of what caught her off guard and saying like, well, everything else was normal at this clinic. Was this messed up? Because I guess in my head, I'm like, chances are everything is messed up. So then I wouldn't have been surprised at that. But but who knows? It, It may have caught her off guard. But again, we may be dealing with management who just doesn't have the experience, doesn't know. And and again, you like you said, they're they're frustrated. We get these quote like, I don't know, tiny little clinics that everybody's a quote unquote family member. Right. And then things do get too personal. We've talked about this before, yeah, the, the yeah. line between business and personal, because I think these are the kind of things that happen. Right. So I think you're right. I think you can gracefully say, I would rather not. I think as management, we can ask if they're willing to participate. I think anytime we ask permission to participate in something with someone, they come in feeling more empowered and more willing. So we can say something like, "I would, we would love to do this. Would you be willing to take the time before you go to do this? 
I think that can change the tone rather than like, hey, we need to schedule your exit interview. It sounds very intimidating. Yeah, for sure. And again, if you're a manager owner and you're and you do ask someone for permission to conduct an exit interview and they decline gracefully, you know, and again, not not in a, a, a threatening fashion, you know, they just say, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Just like we discussed, uh, accept it, right, Becky? I mean, that's th- what that should do is say, "Hey, at least I'm not going to waste my time." Because the best case scenario there is they come in and just smile the entire time, which again, no value whatsoever. You're trying to actually get intel, insight into how to make your clinic better. And if they're not going to be truthful and honest about it, then why bother, right? So again, I, I think that both parties need to say, "Hey." Do we have permission? Is this something that we think we can turn into a positive you know, opportunity? If not, just skip it. Because like you said, if it's just something you're checking boxes on, don't bother. Don't bother. So to your point about confrontation, what do you think about sort of a um, online or automated quote-unquote exit interview? Is yeah. it appropriate to create a form or a survey or an opportunity to not have that face-to-face conflict, but to put the thoughts down in writing? Yeah, in fact, I've seen this done by larger companies that they would offer this and even un- anonymize them, right? Especially when the large, you know, companies that work in a division or whatever. And and you know, Becky, I I don't know. I think that anytime you allow anonymity and these kind of things, you're probably going to trend towards the negative, right? I mean, this is sort of like the Yelp reviews from heck. And so I I don't know the real value of it. Like, you know, is there benefit to allowing somebody a safe contained place to gripe about leaving your your business? I don't know. Is it better to let them go to Glassdoor or whatever one of those websites where people can review places to work? I, I don't have an answer for it. I think in small businesses, Becky, um, it's a really good question. And and it, you couldn't make it anonymous. I mean, it would be hard to, right? He's like, well, you just, you know, we know who left last month. So, yeah. you know, I think it could be tough. But I think maybe that's a good, you know, opportunity to say, hey, you know, would you be willing to fill out this form? Now, here's what I'm going to say, Becky. If you... <laughs> work there and you aren't working there anymore, I don't know that I'm going to do any extra work for you, right? Because I'm yeah. kind of done and moving on. So, you know, I see both sides of that. I just think that there are, from my experience, I've heard people that want to share the frustrations, that really want better for the clinic. And I think they really want to give that feedback of saying, like, you have a total troublemaker in the back who makes life miserable for everybody. Or, you know, I you know, staying late or expecting the people without kids to stay late every time is not fair or, you know, whatever it is. I think people really want that opportunity. But like you said, just have a really hard time going there and having that conversation. And, and you know, to to be fair, we've had these conversations in the past about how to have courageous conversations. Mm-hmm. So all of those tools apply here. It's just a very unique twist when, like you said, burning a bridge references because Here's my concern. Could the exit interview affect that employment, you know, call that you get next for some kind of reference or for, you know, employment verification? Yeah, you just don't know. Probably not. You hope not, but you never know. And again, getting back to your initial point there, Becky, you know, unless the management is receptive to your ideas and saying, hey, we've got a problem in the back, and chances are they 
don't because that's probably why you're leaving. You know, maybe you tried this several times. I hope right. I hope you did before you quit. So I just, you know, I think unless you feel that the management is receptive to hearing this type of, of feedback, then again, you may just be wasting your time. I, you know, Becky, I, I'm, I'm always torn on these situations, right? Because you want to speak up and help and whatever. But if your owner and your manager isn't interested in hearing it, then again, you know, what's the point? And I think that if you do go this route, you've got to be doubly professional. You know, you've got to be like making sure that you are keeping this as objective as possible, right? You're removing emotions out of this discussion. You're saying, look, here is a real issue. Here are real specific instances. And here's how I think you can improve it. And again, you know, Becky just goes back to the question of, do they care? Yeah. Yeah. And then, so I guess my, my next kind of thought is, when we have those conversations, like, what are we looking for? Because because then yeah. if we are trying to make our employees feel good about their work, what should the employer side of an exit interview look like? I mean, you own a clinic. So, yep. okay, you have a bunch of questions to ask, but should you be giving the employee feedback at this point? Like, obviously, you're not supposed to be lambasting them like these people did. But what did you do? What What was your reciprocation? Right. And, and again, you know, viewfinders, th- these were good exits, right? So this is somebody whose husband took a different job or, or whose you know, wife is moving over, whatever, whatever, right? And so it's a good situation. The f- main thing we were trying to do is say, look, you know, is there anything that I could do uh, as managers, as owners, to make this a better place to work for? And, you know, and you got mixed things. I'll be honest with you. It's sort of like 360 feedback from employees. They, they don't know if they can trust this process. And so for us, 360 feedback, you know, during their performance of ours, it took them at least three years before they trusted the process and said, oh, I can actually tell you something and you don't, you don't fire me or yell at me and you actually try to change it. So I think that often situation is they just don't trust that, you know, like, okay, what if I say this? And then they, they call my new employer and say, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I think there's that, that worry there from all concern. But honestly, what I was trying to do, and I think you, you nailed it at the very top when you said, hey, there's three things. I was just trying to make sure that we made you feel better about your employment there, quite frankly, because here's why, guys. I want you to recommend us as a good place to work. So that's yeah. that was really how I viewed the exit interview is this last little bit of nudge to say, hey, you're awesome. We loved you so much. We're going to miss you so much. So that the last thing you hear from us as owners, managers, is that it was a good experience. Well, I mean, I guess that's a really good point. I wonder how how many managers think about their, you know, the way they're going to mm-hmm. look coming out of this. Because imagine if she had had a good experience all through her work and then was totally caught off guard by this, it's going to change her entire view on the work experience at that clinic, right? Like it's going to, the moment just just totally trashed whatever good experience she probably had ever had within that clinic or at least with those managers. The last thing I want to ask you, because according to human resource management, it is sometimes a thing. um, Do you, what do you think about trying to hire them back in an inter- exit interview. What do you think about using that time to persuade? Yeah, we, we did touch on this not too long ago on a podcast, Viewfinders, and I'm just not a fan of that approach. Um, I, I think you could potentially, but I've never, once people have made up their minds, I kind of just let them go with it. Like, you know, I'm not going to try to convince you to come back. Uh, that's not to say that we don't make some kind of offhanded casual remarks and say, you know, oh my gosh, you know, if you ever want to come back, you know, if you ever move back to Calabash, you know where you can go to work. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. But um, but again, I think it was more of leaving the door open as opposed to trying to grab you by the, the shirt collar and pull you back in. Yeah. 
I agree. And, you know, I think that that generally happens before the exit interview, but yeah, I just kind exactly. of was interested to, you know, because I think about what if somebody is in there saying, you know, well, it's just that um, I am really having a hard time with this and I feel unsupported here. And what if, what if they put in their notice and are hoping this kind of is an opportunity for you to buy them back and you're in the, in the moment and feel like you could, um, because I think that that happens too. You know, if you're in the exit interview because you have are completely fed up, is is that an opportunity to do that? Yeah, I, I can see a scenario where what you're describing actually happens. I just never had that experience, and I never went into it saying, "Can we win them back?" You know, um, so I, you know, I, I can't really speak to it. I, I think it's an interesting dilemma. I would say that if you're management owners, just always be a little bit wary because, again, if they're going to vacillate like that in a, something as a major of a decision, important decision as leaving a workplace. You know, I that should be something that is kind of settled science, in my opinion. So if you're waffling back and forth, you know, who's not to say that a month from now you're going to be right back in the same situation? That's kind of, I guess, my, my I guess I've always approached it with a little bit of hesitation. Fair, kind of Colin Wolf. I think this is important stuff at the end of the day because what we have to do is increase our professionalism, right? We have to, right. again, have these policies and have the good conversations, have the honest conversations. And we, you know, and I say vet techs because it's who I'm usually speaking for, but it's it's the experience that I hear about the most have to be brave. Like we have to have these courageous conversations. We shouldn't be burning bridges, but, um, you know, do, do give fair feedback the same way you would want fair feedback. Right. And the same, I mean, again, I'm looking at this from the lens of the veterinarian and, you know, you need to, to say these things long before you turn in your notice. And again, I really hate that this colleague had a terrible experience in an exit interview. I don't think they, any exit interview should ever be like this. And uh, so hopefully today we've given you a little bit of insight and advice. Uh, my advice to this young veterinarian was, no, this is not appropriate. This is not how it should go. Uh, and yes, you should participate them in the future. Again, as long as you feel welcomed and encouraged to to, to try to you know add your, your input into the clinic. So viewfinders, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. What do you think about you know exit interviews, Becky? <laughs> yeah, take a page out of my husband and I's book and put a statute of limitations on complaints. Nice. Uh, you don't yes. get to complain about something I did six months ago if you've not right. brought it up before because now you're just being spiteful. So statute of limitations on your gripes. Otherwise, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you do to make it effective in your practice. How do you exit interview? Have you had good experiences, bad experiences? You can find us on the Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder over on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. You can tweet at us at Vet Viewfinder or send over an email at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. That's right, guys. We're going to exit now, but we'll be back next week to interview something else. <laughs> Until next week, you guys, hopefully you'll have better experience than this person. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.